This is Cleveland Stage Door. Please welcome our hosts, Jimmy D and Stacy. Hello, everybody, and good afternoon. It's Jimmy Davis and Stacy with Cleveland Stage Door. Stacy, good afternoon. Hey, Jimmy, how you doing? I am doing great. It is a soggy day in Cleveland, like always, a typical March afternoon. And we have a special guest here, Brooke. Brooke, good morning or afternoon. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Good afternoon. <laughs> So Brooke, you're you're joining us. You're part of the cast of Sister Act at Wettervane Playhouse currently. Tell us more about the show. What's going on with you? Um, well, yeah, I currently play Dolores Van Cartier in Sister Act at Wettervane, running until March 19th. Um, it's going really, really well. If you haven't gotten your tickets, we're already like for the most part sold out. But it's basically a show about sisterhood, and it's funny and. I, I don't know. I'm just having a great time. I'm having the time of my life. So, yeah. I'm so excited that you guys are already almost sold out, and you should be. Um, <laughs> people out there in the world, if you have not seen the one and only Brooke Jade perform, you really should get to Weathervane and see her. She's one of my favorite people of all time. Um, but Thanks, Stace. Oh, love you. <laughs> um, but so this show, Sister Act, you know, so many people are so very familiar with the movies. I mean, Whoopi Goldberg, Sister Act 1 and 2, and some of those songs that are in there are iconic to the movie. But I am to understand that the show has a whole different set of music and kind of a whole different vibe. So can, what can you tell us about that? Yeah, um, if you've seen the movies, it's a kind of a combination of both Sister Act 1 and 2 but none of the music from the movies are in the musical. The musical has its own kind of like genre. So it's disco, it's 70s, it's based in the 70s and everything's kind of based off of Donna Summer. That kind of, you know, that era, um, that's kind of who Dolores Van Cartier is, it's really uh, based off of, that's who she idolizes in the musical. And just, it's a lot funnier than the movie too. It, there's a lot of, punchlines and stings so if you're coming in expecting the movie expect it to be 10 times what the movie was because it's in person and everything is like really really amplified so i'm i mean yeah the music's great the songs are great i i enjoy it i think it's really fun i love that so, um, so one one off question on that, Brooke, is you, what hair do you have of Dolores's? Do you have the big poofy hair? Do you have the the smaller hair from one or two? <laughs> I mean, so so my hair is kind of wavy right now. So imagine this, but like ten times bigger. Mm, okay. It's really, really big. There, it's really. I don't know. The best way to describe it is Donna Summer. Like that's that's the look that our customer Jason Smith, who by the way designed some beautiful costumes. Um, I have a handmade sequin beaded gown for the bows at the end, it's white. So yeah, it's it's very big. Everything about Dolores is big. Everything about her is, is bright. So if you're thinking Sister Act, I would say probably the first movie, but you know, kind of toned down just a smidge, giving a little Diana and a little Donna Summer at the same time. I 70s. love that. Yeah. How much uh, input did you get into the costuming, the hair, the design? Because I know Weathervane has a spectacular team that like yeah, to work do. with your actors. So, like, did you get to do a little bit of, like, suggestions or did they come to you and just have it ready? 
The only thing I asked for was the white sequin dress. It was the only thing that they were like, I don't know if we're going to have time. Because in the musical, Dolores is on like every single scene. You know, in the movie, she has a, a chance to break and we get to break away into other character storylines. But the musical is really about her. So she doesn't really have a chance to like go off stage and really just sit. So... I mean, I kind of got the input about the dress. That was the only thing that I had. Everything else Jason had. He's been costuming me since I was about 19. So he knew what I wanted. Like, he knows what I like. So I didn't have to, to work that hard when it came to, to, to that. But yeah. So that, that makes sense. Because when I saw some of the promo pictures that were sent over, I was like, oh, this screams Brooke to me. So the fact <laughs> that you guys have been working together, that's a testament to Weather Vane's fabulous team um because they know yeah. their actors and they know what you guys want and they give everything that they can to the character um but speaking of you we've known each other for a little while now and i oh, did yeah. not know this about you as we were doing some research into you you sang at the vatican yeah <laughs> yeah i sang at the vatican i was 15 years old um, I was a part of this group called the Voices of Unity Youth Choir. It's located in Fort Wayne, Indiana, because I'm originally from Chicago, for those who don't know. I'm not from Ohio. Um, and we were afforded the opportunity to be the first African-American choir to sing like contemporary gospel music inside of the Vatican. Um, when we went on our victory tour, yeah, because we won the World Choir Games, both competitions prior. So we were the reigning victors and we got to go and sing in the Pope, uh, uh, not in the Pope, in the Vatican, excuse me. And it was the most humbling experience. I'm not Catholic, I am Baptist Christian, but a lot of our members were Catholic and they got to take part in communion and we got to sit through a real mass and everything was in Italian and it was hot. But the, <laughs> but the overall experience, um, you have to wait in a line. You have to go through so much security. They are very serious about the Vatican and the sacredness of it. And I think I appreciated that. So doing a show where I get to kind of pay homage to what I used to do or what I had done and the experience, it's very, very humbling. It's a full circle experience for sure. So did you take your time in that Unity Youth Choir or Voices of Unity, right? Voices of Unity. Yeah. So um, did you take your time with Voices of Unity and push that into Dolores, who becomes the choir director in this show? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My uh, choir director would be so proud. He's actually coming to the show. He would oh, be no. so, 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 so proud. But also, growing up, my dad's a pastor, so I did get to direct the choir growing up in my church and just Dolores, she just brings everything from her outside life into the church and i think that's what people that's the storyline that might get missed sometimes she doesn't change who she is because she's around a different type of people she's still the same person but finds within herself that part of herself that she was missing so it's like very interesting to bring that all together because she's still as dramatic and as flamboyant and boisterous as she is when she's singing in the nightclub, when she sings in the mass with the nuns. You know what I'm saying? She's the same woman, but she gets changed over time because she realizes, you know, 
what she was missing in her life. And they give her that sisterhood. She's never really had friends and she gets that and she starts reading the Bible and praying and getting into that part of herself that she didn't really believe in because nobody really believed in her. So yeah, it's very beautiful. It's very beautiful to be a part of. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to see this show. I got tickets coming up. I can't wait to see this show. Ooh, when are you coming? Um, on Saturday, I will be there. Huh? I have to get ready. <clears throat> Start warming up now, Brooke. So, so Brooke, question for you. Uh, so you say that you grew up in Chicago and then you went to New York City. How did you end up in Cleveland? Kind of like in the my, middle of the two? <laughs> yeah, my dad. He's, he's from Akron, my dad. Um, and he, his home church is here and he winded up becoming the pastor of the church he grew up in. And so we moved here my senior year of high school. I went away to college in New York. I booked a show, my first show, my first lead out of college was at Weathervane. Um, and at the time my grandparents, we had just found out my grandmother was diagnosed with dementia and I was like, a, there's one show she ever gets to see me in. She saw Memphis on Broadway for her 50th wedding anniversary. And I said, if there's one show she she gets to see me in before she can't see it, it has to be this one. And so she was able to come and see it and know who I was and, and still be like, that's my grandbaby. And so then COVID happened. So I kind of got set back, but I've been back and forth to New York in the past couple of years, but I don't mind Cleveland. I actually enjoy it. It reminds me of a mini Chicago. I actually really enjoy Cleveland. Now Akron, I, eh, but Cleveland, I'll be in Cleveland. I, like Cleveland. I think that's the nicest thing anybody said about Cleveland. <laughs> I like Cleveland. <laughs> it's it's normally where are you from? Cleveland. Uh. <laughs> uh, so I'm sorry. So so what would you say your favorite part has been so far? I know you've been in the color purple, you've been in Memphis, Rent, and now Sister Act. What what's your favorite role so far you've played? Oh man. That's so hard. That is so hard. Um Felicia Farrell was my dream role. Mimi was a dream role of mine. I got to play her twice. Um mm -hmm. I would have to say it was probably Mimi. And I say that because my best friend was in the show. He Flew up from New York to do it with me. Shout out and, to Dennis. Uh, shout out to Dennis. Hey Dennis. He's um he's actually getting ready to go on tour in Europe right now. Um, but my boyfriend got to play the drums behind me. Uh it was just really an amazing show. And I met some really amazing people. And Ren is about family. And that first time that I did it, I really had a family. Like we had so much fun on stage every night. And they made me feel like I could fail and they'd have my back. And they always did. Stacy was amazing. I was just like, I was like fangirling. I was so young, like 20, 21. I'm like, oh my God, this woman is like been everywhere and that's everything. <laughs> and she just took me under her wing and it was just, yeah. Mimi was the first role I felt like I had a place in theater. And then Felicia was kind of the role that established my place in theater for me. So mm -hmm. I would say it's between the two of those. And That's look amazing. at you so going follow... and... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no go, ahead. go ahead. I keep cutting you off. <laughs> so so follow up to that is, what would your dream role be? What is the hope one day that you'll play? Hmm. I've gotten to do, for the most part, every role I've ever wanted to play. But 
the goal would be to play these roles on a bigger stage. That would be the goal. Like, obviously, if they came out with the revival of Memphis or Rent, that would be amazing. But my dream role, I think, is a role that they haven't created for me yet. Like, I'd love to play Beyonce in the Beyonce musical. Like, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, that would be amazing. Like, to play her in a biopic or to play Whitney and the bodyguard. Like, something like that. Something iconic. But I just tell people when they ask me, like, why aren't you on Broadway yet? It's just like, they're not ready for me. They haven't created anything yet. So when they create it, I'll be there. I will be there. Right? 100%. I'm ready. (laughs) Oh, yeah. When they create it, I'll be there. Don't don't let them say Beyonce 2025. I'll be there. I will be there. That's amazing. Yeah. So I want to get into, because... I've done a lot of theater. I've been around the process, but a lot of our viewers maybe haven't. What is your like go-to audition song? How does a, a typical like warm up into auditions go for Brooke J? Okay, like which auditions? Like New York auditions or like here auditions? Cause they're kind of different for me. Um, so I'll do, I'll do both. So, when I'm auditioning in New York or when I get callbacks for shows and tours and stuff in New York, that process is really fast. And oftentimes I don't have time to like dwell on the fact like that I got a callback. Um, like the recent New York, New York musical that's going up, I got called back for the Francine Evans standby. And I had two days to do a whole 10 minute self tape, learn how to play the keys for the specific song, all of that. Um, so those processes are pretty fast the process is here you know i normally would get up get some tea i've been trying to get to the theater like at least 30 minutes before my audition stretch warm up always pray i'm a firm believer in god i always pray i never know what's gonna happen i plan out to sing colored woman that is my go-to i have a 16 and a 32 bar cut and i might walk on the stage and i might feel different and i might sing something else um so I really just go based off of the vibe. And I always have two to three options prepared. Awesome. Is always. that what you did for Sister Act? Was for, sis- for Sister Act, I was going to sing Color Woman. And I was like, that's not really Dolores. Like, she doesn't really have like, that kind of moment. I sang Let Me Be Your Star from Smash. And I had a cut from it that I did at my panel night in college. And... I was like, yeah, that's that's gonna be the that's gonna be the one, and it was the one. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that's what I did. I'm I'm trying to figure out the best way to to ask this without being like too invasive, right? So, have you okay. ever walked into an audition and walked out and gone, I am I am just I'm not getting that role. <laughs> like, like, oh, that went terribly. Because I feel like you do really well at auditions. Believe it or not, I used to be so terrified to audition. And I've been, I've been performing my whole life. I've been performing since I was four. I used to be scared to audition because it's like, it's a make or break moment. You have one shot. Like, they're not going to call you back with the potential and the possibility of you being good. They're going to call you back about what you did in that moment. You know what I'm saying? So that's a lot of pressure. I have a lot of anxiety with that. But like, I don't know. I got to a point where I realized if they want me, they want me. 
So I don't really think like, oh, I'm not going to get it. It's really just if I'm what they're looking for, they're going to call me. And if not, there's another audition that I'm doing 30 minutes later. And hopefully I'll be right for that. So, yeah, I think it's a mixture of both. But of course, there are certain roles that I really, really want. So I probably push a little bit harder in those. But yeah, it's a either you want me or you don't thing. I'm kind of cool either way. <laughs> I feel like that's the attitude you have to have to be successful in the theater is like either you want me or you don't, but I'm going to do what I need to do. Because if you walk in and you put all of your eggs in the basket of somebody else's opinion, you're not going to be able to hear the no's that eventually come with this, right? Like so much, so much of my younger self. I wanted to give this to like when I first started auditioning in New York, I was like, oh, there's a hundred girls that look like me. There's a hundred girls that might sound like me. She has, she might have my resume. She might not. And you know, I'm not a skinny girl. I'm very curvy. So a lot of the roles that I wanted were very skinny women. They weren't meant for me. Like, you know, I was like, I'm never going to play these roles. Like there's, there's no way, but with the change of Broadway and how they're making everything so much more diverse, I kind of just was like, I'm not going to put myself in a box and I'm not going to let anybody tell me what I can and who I can't be or play. All of this is imaginary. My only goal here is to tell the story, inspire and help and heal other people. So if I'm right for their production, if I'm right with, for their cast to help do that, then why then why not but if i'm not right that doesn't mean that i'm not good enough that just means that we just don't click for this certain project and i had to get okay with that i had to get comfortable with that because that hurts like you know you want certain things to work you want to be a part of great things but sometimes it's just you know god might be shielding you from some shisty business or just people that are not meant to be in your aura and I, I like to keep my aura clear. So, you know, I'm all for that positive vibes only. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. I know you have to be because there's a lot of uh, times in this business that can get really um, intense. I think it's the part that people don't see when they come and they sit in the theater. They don't see the hours of blood, sweat and tears that people have done to get ready and prepared. And they don't see the creative differences that people might have. And they don't see when a cast is really gelling and making magic in the middle of the rehearsal room that translates into that performance. So I feel like there's a lot of backstage stuff that Cleveland Stage Door is here to talk about, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so Brooke, what would you say your most embarrassing thing that happened on stage to you has been? What was your <laughs> most embarrassing moment for you, I, so I fell off a chair. <laughs> <laughs> I fell off a chair, and like it wasn't a small fall. It was like I was going down. I was going down in the middle of belting. It was during Color Purple, uh, during Push the oh. Button. We had this like uh, formation where they put these chairs around me, and I step up on the chair, but somebody didn't place the chair right. And I stepped up on the chair and my heel was about like this big and it got caught on the side of the chair and I'm singing now that's and I'm falling, I'm falling. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not stopping. And then I get, you know, finally get to the ground, get myself together. 
and then keep it pushing. But Justin's sister act, my whole um, scarf came off in the middle of the bedroom scene, and I was like on stage with a wig cap for like two minutes, and everybody was laughing because I I had to put it back on. I was like, oh my god, my wig, and they were laughing, but I was like, for real, like I was. <laughs> My wig cap matches my skin tone, so I just look like a little ball, you know? Like, I already look like a Q-tip. I had to put it back on. It was, like, too much. <laughs> it kind of fits the movie, though, from when, when Dolores went to the went to her room in the movie. She, oh, yeah. She also had... She, so that kind of kind of matches there. Yeah, so. we, were, we were dancing, and they knocked me in my head, and I'm, like, on the bed, and the whole scarf just fell off and I'm singing and it's sliding down the front of my face and I'm like bless our show and it's sliding down and I had to put it back put it back on it but the superior is like it's time to go Dolores and I'm like what what'd you say girl oh my wig just fell off yeah <laughs> it was a whole moment I'm like, I mean, at least that's it's very in character though like that, that <laughs> you cover up pretty well i feel like falling off the chair is like everybody knows there's a mistake but the wig falling off you just like put it on keep going you know mm. <laughs> both times both times i really was like oh my god i don't even know what to do i don't even know what to do <laughs> that's awesome Brooke, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Brooke is currently in Sister Act at Weathervane Playhouse in Akron through March 19th. Tickets are available now online. Brooke, thank you for joining us. I really appreciate it. That was a fun, that was a fun conversation, Stacey. That was awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you yeah. got good people around you. Thank you guys for letting me come in here and do this. And Brooke, I can't wait to see you on stage. I can't wait to see you. Thanks for having me, though. I really appreciate it. You guys were awesome. Hey, thanks so much again for listening to Cleveland Stage Store. Hey, check it out. Six the musical, the story on the six wives of uh, King George is coming to Playoff Square in August. And tickets are on sale now on PlayoffSquare.org. It is a phenomenal show, and I absolutely love the music. Um, so go grab those tickets before they, before they sell out. And hey, next week we are going to be talking to Victoria from uh, Baldwin Wallace Musical Theater Program. As you know from our last few interviews, the program has been quite successful. And I'm very excited to talk to her about um, what the program, how the program like sticks out and what to expect coming out. And just talk about the great success that she's had. I'm very excited about that interview and it's going to be so exciting. We'll talk to you guys all next week and remember to subscribe and keep following us along. We have some great interviews set up over these next few weeks and so excited to just talk more about the regional and national shows that come through Northeast Ohio. Thanks so much. Take care. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Cleveland Stage Door is a podcast produced by NEO Music Scene. Check out all the happenings around Cleveland on neomusicscene.com. A Jimmy D production copyrighted 2023 by Jimmy D Productions, jimmydpro.com.